You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce, alongside of my good pals uh, Jimmy and Dylan. How are we doing today, boys? Exquisite. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you could totally tell that is the case. So yeah, um, I'm just, I'm just rolling and ready to go. All right. So, <laughs> um, last last uh, podcast episode, we obviously talked about uh, the Rocky Wars outburst, and I think it was. Later that same night that uh, the news came out that uh, one of the assistant coaches in Rockford, DJ Jones, uh, was fired back in November um, after a uh, sexual, I don't have like the exact terms in front of me, but like a sexual assault case, one dating back to 2014. So, uh, and the good thing was it was taken care of, which is a good thing. The day that I think that it got reported was October 27th. And that was the day that Kyle Beach went out and did his interview with TSN. So that just shows Kyle Beach's bra- bravery and how he's affected so many people. And now that they feel comfortable to report something like that. But I don't understand why they didn't report this back in November. Like the transparency thing here is still still kind of a problem unless it's just Rocky Orts, you know, yelling at people. But I guess... <laughs> There, there's, there's a step there. I don't but think it's also... a coincidence that after Danny, Danny works, yeah. uh, and I wouldn't say damage control. It sounds like it was actually better than that. But I don't think it's any coincidence that uh, after Rocky kind of gets his shit talked to, that that's when we hear about this. And we also got word that they were preparing, like before the town hall meeting, they were preparing with those questions that would have been asked by Mark Lazarus and Phil Thompson, and he got mad at the people that were doing that too so i don't know why like they thought let's bring rocky words up to the stage and like tell him maybe he should step aside but like oh man it's it's still a problem nothing nothing's gonna change until like he completely steps aside and lets danny take over the thing and I, i've seen people be like well it's the words family like that none of us is gonna change but and it's going to be hard to like sell it to a different family or whatever and i really do think danny words wants to do the right thing but obviously the big the big thing's got to be getting rocky words out of there that, that's what it is at this point yeah, yeah there's 
I was just going to say, if it's not at the owner, at least as the chairman, because, I mean, you, you can't have him as the chairman anymore. You just can't after the actions he's had over the last two weeks. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like we're going to see more of this news coming out. Maybe not as bad, but we're going to start hearing of, uh, like, kind of cases similar to that. Not maybe just across the Blackhawks, but maybe across the NHL as well. Because during this whole thing, like, obviously the Blackhawks are, like, a huge tire fire. But this cannot be the only thing that's happening in hockey right now. I, it's, it's hard to believe it's not. So It isn't. I mean, there's, like, four other teams that have some sort of half-ass not half-ass but some sort of scandal going on that just you know either got shoved under the rug or people didn't bring enough attention to at the time the whole pittsburgh thing like with uh, i think it was the assistant coach and his wife getting sexually assaulted and uh, i think bill garen was the assistant gm for the penguins like I i don't know if that's been resolved yet i actually haven't looked too much into it but um yeah uh (laughs) <laughs> I just got this notification from Elliot Freeman to do like a hard right turn. Denmark just beat the Czech Republic at the Olympics. So nice. And that's okay. that's for the men. So um a little sprinkle of positivity. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're always gonna do our best to cover all of that. That's what, what's been happening with the Blackhawks. But uh, again, we also want to bring some positivity to, to that. So that was kind of a good thing that popped up at the time, just like so we didn't I didn't ramble on and we could kind of Steer right. So we will talk about the Olympic hockey in a bit, but I do want to talk about maybe not the worst news, but I just want to hear guys what like what you thought about them, the Blackhawks interviewing Jeff Greenberg because I know they do want to go out of the box, but I this does not make sense. Too far out of it. Too yeah, far out and, of it. Schmidt can go off mostly about this. Yeah, he knows you, baseball you probably know the most, I do. Yeah, um, but I. I, I mean, it's. I think anyone can tell you it's too far out of the box. I'm not genius for that. Uh, Dylan, what do you have to say, man? I just don't see why we're going back to the well with another coach. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Went so well last thing. time. I mean, it's, it's just not even just one. And it's not even like the Cubs have been like the Cubs since 2018 have been a tire fire in the in terms of how they've been run. I don't know what the Hawks have seen and like what the Cubs have done in the last five years and said, hey. They can do that with us. And also, it's two completely different sports that have two completely different ways of looking at talent. I don't really know how that's supposed to work. Um, and according to, like, Jeff Merrick, they were saying, like, they want to interview more Cubs guys or something like that. Like, I just, whatever. Oh, like, if they were, if this is their definition of outside the box. You should have just stayed in the box. Jeez. Absolutely. Like, outside uh, the box would be hiring Eric Tulski. Like, that's, like, you're kind of, like, yes. overthinking it by doing that, you know? It, it's it's kind of it, it feels like they think they are but they really aren't you're not even going outside of the city you know they're they're married to this idea of what the Cubs did years ago and so they're dipping their hand into that well like you said again after what we saw happen with John McDonough not that that you know it doesn't mean that um you know somebody from the Cubs now is going to be what John McDonough is and was for years but it doesn't I wouldn't say it's the best thing to do right after uh, right after that situation. It doesn't look too great. Uh, and on paper, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of actually uh, being an effective online move, I, I don't see it at all. I don't see it there. I don't think anyone else does. It's, I, I, like I, I can't believe we're having this conversation. It's, it's yeah. so bizarre. So it's anyways, so bizarre. Uh, Jeff Greenberg or Peter Shirelli? Uh, Derek Tulski. <laughs> yeah. 
I, you know what, man? I've been so negative shotgun. about this. I'm just, no, I'm just going. I'm just going to support the Eric Tulski. Eric Tulski train, man. Hopping on the Eric Tulski train. Yeah, the fan. I'm a cynic, so I'm I'm full on Shirelli because I know this team's stupid and they're not going to make a right decision. So it's, yeah, it's he's, well, he's well liked around the league. The Blackhawks like need to that right now. For a little bit. Oh, oh absolutely. The rival Blues. Come on, mm-hmm. Pierce. Yeah, exactly. So what happened to the right personality, guys? Uh, still, the best was that um, who wasn't the group chat that uh, posted like the one troll post about Shirelli. And the guy was like, well, you know, we had fucking Brandon Manning, and he turned out so well. You know, besides that guy, I like the rest of these names. He's like, you do realize he traded Paul for Larson. He traded Sagan for nothing. He wasn't acquiring these players. He traded uh, the first-round pick that ended up being Matt Barzell for Griffin Reinhardt. And by the way, I remember the last episode, I'm pretty sure I said Peter Shirelli was hired a week before the Oilers won the lottery. I was wrong. He was hired a week after. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, like, that's, that's so stupid. Like, you can't even say that he did that. It's no. incredible. Oh you can't even say, oh, he was the good luck charm after they brought him up. He was uh, brought no, him after. No. You're the reason McDavid hates himself. Now, listen, this really? Blackhawks fan, I, I love Peter Shirelli, just not on my own team. So. But let, him, let, him stay, let him stay in St. Louis. As great as uh, it is to have more white men in the franchise, obviously, I think they would have to pass on that. Bald and bad at their job, GMing job at that, am I right? Just like me. Come on. Oh, yeah. I think it's How just like, just like they're, like, they're interviewing all these candidates, and they're just going to hire Kyle Davidson. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just going to be Kyle. That's why I just, I'm not like putting forth the most care towards this, because it's like, I don't want to get my hopes up for a candidate, and then they're just going to keep the same guy, so. Whatever, yeah. they can keep naming all these little names and put them on a sheet and look cute, but I know what they're going to do at the end of the day. I know how Rocky Wards thinks. He's not going to fucking want to pay someone. Clearly, as we've figured out over the last two weeks. That's a great question. Do they, who are the ones conducting these interviews? Because it has to be Rocky. Right? Patrick Faulkner. Sharpman, Marion Hosa for some stupid oh, ass reason. No, they're conducting the yeah. search. It's Jamie Faulkner and Danny Wirtz that are doing the interviews. I know that much. I don't care. The fact that they're even a part of the process in general shows how stupid this organization is. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. against those players. They just aren't front office it, players. They also, after the 2010, no, after the general block report, it's way to fuck. It makes no sense. You bring back 2010 players. And you need completely unbiased opinions coming from, because like from what I've heard, Eddie Olchuk just hates analytics. And if you're looking to hire someone like Eric Colton, that's not going to work. Yeah, I still can't believe that he's even a part of this. I mean, I believe it, but it's, I didn't think things could get any worse. And listen, I love Eddie Olchuk as a broadcaster. That is He's a great person, but for... like I've been saying this, I don't think he belongs in a front office. The only way no. I think he would belong in a front office if if he was like some kind of ambassador PR person. Yeah, well, that's no. what it sounds like they want to get him as from like every national media source. They keep saying that they want him as like a spokesman, which is basically what yeah, he is that's... now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he's great. He's not official. He looks like a fantastic personality. I just don't, don't think I like his his hockey as uh, or yeah his analysis. Um, player evaluation even more so um unless you guys like hits he doesn't need his mike milberry experience as gm let's just put that oh away. god you're so right he was coach of the penguins i think way back yep. in the day i'm pretty coach, sure so, coach and that did not go kid. too well even though the penguins were not great at all and that was before they got crossy so listen penguins weren't hitting the enough kansas penguins, city days <laughs> yeah yeah kansas city oh, penguins 
Hamilton, whatever it was. Gonna be. Hamilton, yeah, one, one of those, one of those two. That's that's so weird to think about that. Hamilton, and now in flashback or fast forward fifteen years, and Sidney Crosby's a goal away from goal five hundred. And I just want to make a quick note because, like, I was talking to my friend about this last night. Every time Sidney Crosby gets a milestone, I just get really depressed because I'm like, this dude should have 1,700 points right now. But he's had so many injuries. It's just like, I think people forget that Sidney Crosby probably would be top five. He missed a full calendar year in 2011, basically. In his prime. In his prime. Like, keep that in mind. Yeah, he was like like 23, 24. It's not like he, if that's like McDavid missing the 156 game season. Like, it's, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like people forget how good Sidney Crosby is, and they just like. And he's still they, great. Exactly. Everyone thinks he's great, but I think people just forget how special how he great. was. And he was a generational talent for a reason. And, you know, he's about to hit 500 goals after missing. Like, I, I know you guys have probably seen that sports that stat, but like, my favorite stat is where they show like if Sidney Crosby played 82 games a season every year. And I don't think he's ever played a full 82 game season. Like he's been close, no. 80, 81, but I don't think he's played the full 82. And they said if yeah. he did, he would be well over 1,700 points right now. That does he has one. Yeah. What one does he have right now? He's gonna have season. like what 1,200, 1,300. Uh, I got I got everything pulled up. Here. There we go. He's got 1,366 points and uh, he'd have 1,074 or 1,700 points if he didn't miss those games. I'm full. Oh, yeah, maybe 1,800. I mean. How he was playing. Back. Yeah, also taking in like the the lockout shortened year and yep. then COVID. So that. that... Yeah. All right, but definitely... lightning round here. These are the games played each year. Yeah. Rookie year till now. 81, 79, 53. And that's in his third year, by the way. That, that that's 77. Another 30 games missed. Yep. Yep. So fourth year, 77, 81, 41, 22, 36. Yeah, that was 36 being in a shortened year. year yeah. But still. Still. 80, 77, 80, 75, 82, 79, 41, Oh, so he did play a 42. 30. I thought he'd never did. Yeah, he has won. In 2017-18, he has a full 82-game season. Finally. Wow. Um, there was, yeah, there's a stretch there from 2013 to uh, uh, 2019 where he was playing, uh, you know, like 77 or above. So there was, you know, or 75 and above. So, you know, there was a stretch where he got healthy, but that didn't happen until he was over 30. What a hard to give rocket idea. There. Yeah, it speaks to how good Crosby was that he missed a full calendar year and he would, like, miss, like, a couple of other years where he missed, like, 20 or so games, and he's still this great. Yeah. Oops, I guess. I guess he wasn't over 30 by the time he had that. that the best grinder stretch, in but... NHL history. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the best way to describe him. Like, holy shit, it's a grinder that can score mm-hmm. at a 100-point pace. A grinder with the best backhander you'll ever see. Like when I first when I first saw Sidney Crosby playing for person, I was just like, "Oh, okay." I literally am watching the defenseman shit themselves every time that dude steps over the bench. Like they they all target in on him and don't know what to do, and they will three v one him in the corner, and Crosby will still get that pass off. It is just, it's so much fun. To uh, watch. Pittsburgh never won more cups like than three cups is beyond me. Like they should have like four or five injuries, bro. Yeah, that is true as well. But like. Yeah, there's I mean, some years where Crosby, like I think 2012, like the, that Penguins team was healthy and they just like they they got they like the Flyers got in their heads, and the 20 Rangers, yeah, and then the 2013, like that, like between 2012 and 2014, like those teams were good enough where they could have at least made a finals run. 
Oh yeah, yes. we, that was the closest we were ever gonna get the Penguins Blackhawks. Yeah, 2013, and they got fucking swept Stop. by the Bruins. Yeah, it was basically Chicago Nashville, but in the conference final. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Marchand and Bergeron just gave them the business for four games. I remember in one of the games, like they were on a power. Pittsburgh was on a power play super early, and like Marchand got a short out of breakaway, and it must have been a minute into the game, and they won like six to one. Yeah, it's just an <laughs> ass Jeez. Wasn't it? I think it was game one where Chara was just fucking with Crosby. Like, yeah. He was, I mean, you talk Chara about that year was skin. a problem, bro. Like, he was a problem <laughs> in 2013. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was like, a miracle that, like, Patrick Kane was able to go up against him and do well. Crazy. And, like, if we're, yeah, right? Because. Was it your yeah. char was doing fucking ballet moves? Six foot nine and he's a ballerina. One of my favorite oh Jack Edwards things ever. Like love him or hate him, he's an entertaining fella. I'll tell you that. Oh, I he's an entertaining him, but, uh, fella. He's got a good call now and then. Yeah. Um. So how do how do we get to Sidney Crosby and all this? I wanted to make. I don't know, about him. but I, I'm a good. I'm a. It's a good thing. I'm not complaining. But how do we make um, this about Sidney Crosby. I'd rather <laughs> make it about him than the Leafs. Hey, 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 hey! Hey, we were, hey, we were talking about the Bruins. Tukarask, even though he made his his uh, triumphant comeback, unfortunately, it looks like uh, he doesn't want to continue. Which you know what? Yeah. Good for him. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Like. We've gone over this before. This is a guy that has a 920 save percentage across his career. He's won a Vesna. Even though he didn't want a Stanley Cup as a starter, he was still he still got a Stanley Cup to his name. Yeah. He took them to two Stanley Cup finals, a game seven Stanley Stanley Cup final, and was basically like pardon me, a minute away from taking them to another game seven of the Stanley Cup final. Like (laughs) I think it speaks to Boston fans in general that like they saw Tom Brady win. They've seen uh, the Boston Red Sox win a bunch of times, and it's just like Tuka Rask can't win in Game Seven. It's like, oh, he's not good enough. I feel like that's where it, it stems from. I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, why it, is. They, oh, it they, is. You realize? It the, is. You realize the fact that they love Tim Thomas is because Tim Thomas for one season was one able to count. reach Tom Brady levels of domination. They, if you don't do what Tim Thomas did that year, you're a choke artist. That's, that's what it seems to come down to. Boston fans are spoiled fucking rotten. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Like, six championships from them. They got four from the Red Sox, I'm pretty sure. Three or four. Doesn't fucking matter. That's so ridiculous. They got one from the Celtics in my lifetime. They got freaking one from Boston, and they got three Stanley Cup final appearances. And I don't think they – I think they missed the playoffs twice, and one of the years they did, they got David Boston on. whoop fuck Like, or no, oh, they, got Charlie, that, Mac- I, no, they got Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, That's exactly. Like, ooh, sorry. Like, just another franchise cornerstone. My bad. But, um, <laughs> oh, and then I just can't wait for they trade when they trade for Giroux, and then they still blame it on the team. Because like I'm oh, sorry, sure. they're gonna get Claude Giroux at half retained, and they're gonna put him in that top six, and no one's gonna stop them except themselves. It's that's how I've always oh felt God. with Boston for years. Giroux and Hall, yes, please. Giroux Hall, Hall Giroux Pasternak could be the second line. Mm. Why are they not, so they're they're not play playing the uh, perfection so. line together anymore? There, they're not actually. Marshan oh, yeah. Bergeron and Craig Smith have been like oh. one of the top possession lines in the league that's this not year. Bad. Well, yeah, Eddie, Eddie, you could literally put. Marshall I know you could put a fucking ball on that. You, you put yeah. Jimmy on that wing because he's got the skating. Yeah, he's got <laughs> Con, what is it? Conroy certified. Brad Marchand's gonna Brad Marchand's gonna whisper in your ear and he's gonna be like, "All right, 
I just need you to go fast as fuck up that right wing, and I will get you <laughs> fast the fuck. As fuck, boy. Just get the fuck up there. I'll get it to you. Just go. Or like, what's that play that they ran a couple years ago where Tory Krug just slap passed it like 180 feet up the ice, goes off the yes. boards, and Pasternak caught it before anyone else and scored. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's gonna be me. <laughs> it's gonna be you, bud. Yeah, man. It's gonna be sure, me. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy, it's it's uh, let's let's uh. <laughs> Talk about Mitch Marner. What do you think about Mitch Marner? Oh. What do you think about the Maple Leafs? Um, Leafs legend. Yeah, gonna, when you guys brought Tuka Rask, I was tempted to just say Leafs legend. Question. Um, hey, you got Justin Pogi and Andrew Raycroft. Don't worry. Watch it, watch it, watch it, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's on the Canadian Olympic team, or is at least on the reserve list. Oh, he is, because I know as soon as I saw that reserve list, everyone was like, we won the trade! <laughs> <laughs> and I think Ken Johnson, speaking of which, I think yeah. Ken Johnson's off the reserve list, and he's on the main roster now, which is so cool. I just I just love seeing these young players getting chances, and it's like also nice to see some of these like journeymen. Like Eric Stahl's not a journeyman, but like... I don't know. It's cool to see Owen Power. Fuck Austin Matthews. I'm just glad to see Ken Johnson getting his chance. Truthfully, <laughs> finally getting his due. Top five pick. Um. So um. I mean, year in year out with the Leafs, it's just kind of the same thing for me. They play well. I don't try to get to you know ahead of myself. Um, you try to keep an even Marner, PLA, as I mean, say. when Gretzky talk shit about you on the national panel. I mean, you kind of have to get your shit together. So <laughs> that was the last time Mitch Marner said power play goal. That was a reference to, when, I think, when Ryan Reeves got two goals against the Leafs. And then he goes in up. 2013. <laughs> so, uh, you know what, man? He's, uh, he's stepping up. It, it is in the middle of the regular season, but they needed him to produce in the middle of the regular season. So, tough fucking time. That's really all I can say. No, it's hilarious, man. It's fucking hilarious. Man, who would have thought? Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Wayne Gretzky chirp somebody in the middle of a game? I can't. It's his first victim. (laughs) It's his first victim, man. (laughs) Wayne Gretzky was just this guy on the ice where, where, like, he was just like so gentlemanly, like he never took penalties. He was like against fighting. Fighting. Farting. I'm like, as soon as I said that, I'm like, that sounds like farting, and I know. Is Gretzky against farting? Well, no, he just gotta hold it in. That's that. That's just, why because play hard. The flames were so stinky. And he's like, we cannot be those okay. guys. God, maybe that, maybe that's hey, maybe that's why he left Edmonton. It's too. It's it, too much farting, too, too much, much gas, shit, too much pollution, and all of that. Sad. And then he went to Los Angeles. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, where the air pollution is fantastic. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Wayne Gretzky has gained my respect not only for saying that uh, <laughs> for the Mitch Carter joke, but also what he said about uh, like Rocky Kyle Beach and that whole, like what he said his two victims him. so far have been Mitch Marner and Rocky Words. Yeah, good. So. It's a good list. <laughs> that gets me on your good side. But, um, <laughs> You know what my favorite part is? That every Leafs fan is now, everyone's favorite teddy bear is back in Toronto because he's on an eight-game goal streak. But I promise you, the second he doesn't have a goal in four games, I'm going to hear how they need to trade him again. I just yeah, it's going to be led by me. I hate that fucking fan base so much. I'm spreading all that propaganda. Hate me. 
What's it's the me. picture? It's, it's like I know. It's, it, shows, <laughs> it shows the human brain. It's like information, and then like the talk, the, like the talk bubble, and it's just like misinformation. <laughs> and then there's like no, the yeah, the, the speech bubble is yeah. trade Mitch Marner. Speech bubble is trade Mitch Marner for what Josh Manson in a second. I don't fucking know. Something <laughs> skill that's not even close to being value. I hope Noah Hannafin's on the table. Could probably make up for their mistake in 2015. Oh my god, could have had a fin. Steve said could have could have had a fin. Could have had a fin, bro. Could have had a fin. I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Mike Babcock won it. Noah Hannafin, surprise, surprise. Babs, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. Noah Hannafin's a fine defenseman, and again, say what you will with Mitch Marner, but like, he is way better than Mitch Noah Marner Hannafin. would go number he I'd probably go. Uh, actually, he'd probably still go in the same spot. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it. I, um, I think Mitch Marner has like 10 goals in his last nine games or something like that. I saw like a stat sheet where he has like 19 points in nine games and he has like 10 goals. So that happens when he scores seven points in two games against the fucking minuscule Devils. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So Mickey Mouse, Mitch Marner. This is Mickey Mouse points, bro, 100%. It's like when the Blackhawks dropped an eight piece on the Red Wings. I don't count that shit. <laughs> Fuck that. The qu- the quadruple at Mickey Mouse Mitch Marner. Pro. But yeah, Mouse. like uh, the, the whole thing with the Maple Leafs is that like it the regular season does not matter unless he's doing this in the playoffs. Who cares? Yep. Pretty much. I mean, like at least like the Leafs fans of the brain are like, yeah, I, I don't like. Why should I get excited about January or February hockey right now? These idiots are gonna crumble exactly. in April. Like <laughs> when they have to face Tampa Bay in the first round. Oh, oh my god, that Atlantic division is crazy. It's either gonna be Florida or Tampa Bay. I'm pretty sure. It's or they suck it up and go play Carolina. <laughs> I'm so tired of the division matchups, man. I'm so tired of the division playoff setup, man. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, well, maybe maybe you should tell oh. Kyle Dubas to manage the cat better because Bill Zito's got yeah. top twelve that beats every team in the league except Tampa because Tampa's got a top nine that's better than everyone's top twelve. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will tell him that. Yeah, so Toronto will be on the road against Tampa Bay right now. Though Toronto does have a better points percentage than. Florida, Florida, oh, okay, Florida. never mind. They're good. They're good. Never mind. We're safe. They need the passion from the fans. They can't wait till game uh, seven ends in a tie, and then they say, all right, let's look at the points percentage. That's the tie break. Expected goals for, they're going to look at Austin Matthews' J-Fresh sheet, and they're going to look at freaking... <laughs> they're going to look at everything that is going to inject their veins with copium. And you know what? Whatever. Whatever helps them not. No, game seven shootout. Kucherov may have dropped a three piece on us in game seven, but I don't see 100% on his Marner's card. Power play goal. <laughs> he lost eight to one, but Mitch Marner scored a power play goal. So is this the right it? step? Is this a step in the right direction for the Leafs? My column. It's just a step in the right direction. <laughs> Shows that deserved a winometer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was we lost this year, but. Oh, we should have won this year. Should've. We deserved to win this year. It's okay. This that's is the, fine. That's that's the true merit. The deserved to win a meter. Listen, man. Would you rather win when you deserve to lose, or lose when you deserve to win? Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have given I like it the one that gives me. I like the one that gives me real wins with my eyes. Thank you very much. <laughs> what was it I said to you yesterday, Pierce? Well, <laughs> the unemployed remember. man if you didn't have J Fresh cards. Oh, yeah. 
what you told me, and it's so true. You said you don't need that because you're no. You have I need my great I, I eye test. My, I have my great eyeballs right here. I don't oh, need a graph much. made meticulously over time when I have my two good. No, I don't eyeballs. need a graph that's made after watching a game like several times. No, I'll just watch it one time, and that will make my opinion forever. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sources. Where do they get these stats I made it from? Up myself. Sources. Thank you very my much. brain. Exactly. Other source. <laughs> nothing else. My misinformation? Brain. No, I call that information. Misinformation? Facts. Think I'm lying? You're a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see the free thinkers get out of this one. <laughs> so called free thinkers. So called oh, free, you're a free thinker. All right. Have you seen the Vince McMahon? Have you seen the Vince McMahon name where he like looks behind him? It's like free thinkers when they say paid paid thinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now I'm just thinking of all those stupid Vince McMahon memes where he turns his head around like the one where it's like when he eats pony balls or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) He turns around and it's like. Oh Vince McMahon is like one of the funniest memes of all time. Too bad he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that for like everyone though? Just like, oh, like, oh he's, he's, a, he's an a ton of money. He has a yeah. weird mindset on the world. He's thought? an entertaining fella. Got a lot of money, but uh, he's a little fucked in the head. Just a tad. Just a tad. Just a tad. Um, I want to get into this. The heart, co- the heart trophy conversation, or from earlier, the fart trophy conversation. Okay. Well, what about Mitch Marner? Because Gretzky's sick of his shit. So no, his farts, you idiot. Unless come on, Jimmy. I hate this. You know who my un- <laughs> do you know who my underrated uh, dark horse for the heart trophy would be? Uh, because- Igor Shosturkin. Uh no, that is a good one though. But it's Ooh. another Russian. Alex Ovechkin. No, another Russian. What? He wore he wore his Evgeny Kuznetsov. He wore his jersey at the All Star game. Kaprizov. Yeah. So Kirill Kaprizov. You, Dylan was close. Yeah, you know, he was like he was a yeah, jersey. He was, he was a jersey into it. Yeah, he uh, he had the had the uh, the uh, the nationality right. But I've Kirill Kaprizov. I have Kirill Kaprizov Kirill as, my, as my dark horse for the heart. Like, Kirill it's such it's such an open race this year, and obviously the Art Ross doesn't equal the heart all the time. Jonathan Huberto leads the NHL in scoring sixty four. Chris Kreider hey. is is in the uh, the leading for the Rocket Richard, which is uh, that's something. Pierce, yeah, Pierce. Do you tell me who's third in scoring this year? Absolutely, uh, Nazem Kadri. Okay. Alongside yeah. a bum named Connor McDavid. There's also that one guy named Artemi Panarin. He he couldn't have been good, right? No. No, uh, he was a product of Patrick. Totally a boss that shouldn't that. have been paid and put on a bridge deal. Anyways. I, I can't believe fucking man. I yeah, right as you brought up your widow Pierce, I opened the uh Stats here on ESPN. I uh, how the fuck is this like? And I'm pretty sure Huberto's not even playing with Barkov, which is fucking hilarious. Like, I'm Panthers sure are this team is unreal, man. Like who yeah, who would have called this three one. years ago? Not Imagine me. after the bubble, someone tells you that in two years, Jonathan Huberto is going to be the well, league leader it's the, in points. It's the Bills Zito effect. It, I mean, it really is. Huberto had 90 points that bubble year, so. Like, for sure, know, it's I not mean, completely out of the blue that he would be leading the NHL in scoring, you know. Yeah. And it's not, like yeah, just, just, it's not like he has yeah. this giant lead on everyone. No, that is that's fair. 
It's just like the rate everyone's scoring this year. It really reminds me of the scoring rate from like 2018-2019. Like everyone. Yeah, he had 95 points, I believe, one year, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, it was like I think yeah, twenty eighteen, nineteen. Sorry, yeah, well, I think Barkov almost had a hundred points. Yeah, it was so. the year both of them had like ninety yep. something points. That's the year it was. Yeah, and well, both the stats. Except they actually have a team around them. God. Imagine you're Kyle Dubas and you're like, all right, so we look at this top line in Florida, and we're gonna put Michael Bunting out there against them because you won the Calder. Eighteen nineteen, you had ninety two. Michael Bunting number one in my Nineteen twenty. 61 points in 55 games uh, last season. Pretty good at hockey. I mean, okay, maybe we have to have a conversation at some point about Hubert Is Jonathan Hubert the most underrated player in the NHL? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't another Florida player. Yeah. I'd rather us talk about it and not have that shit be. I'm not ready for it to be for them Did to win know? the cup and that to be the entire league-wide conversation. Jonathan, it's going to be just like the Barkoff thing, and it's going to get exhausting. Yeah. Jonathan Huberto won the Calder Trophy in 2013 over Brandon Sod. And some people, myself, some there was people. the bias media strikes again. <laughs> oh, I know. How come the bias when, media when will Chicago get its due? When will Chicago get its due? Points his ears <laughs> with the two Stanley Cups. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> The, the Penguins bias against the Penguins is unbelievable. Meanwhile, bad. like, a Penguin, you guys I'm pretty sure that. Penguin has won, like, a quarter of the scoring titles, like, in NHL history. Something crazy like that. that. So and I wouldn't I surprise me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. And they still almost relocated. <laughs> looks remember, uh, remember in 2013 when Saad was lifting the cup and he was holding back tears because he didn't win the Calder Trophy? Like, that's gonna be Michael Bunting this year, bro. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> it should have been me. God, I'm sorry. I just want to make a quick note. Tom Lesage's an all-time troll for putting that Calder Trophy thing out there. <laughs> Matt Cole's even ten games is in fifth place, baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I fucking love playing that. with Matthews and Marner. Yeah, that ought to get you the Calder. No, having Danny DeKaiser as your bull and chain. No, I don't think so. When you also just accept that Dom is just a menace, it, my favorite. When, it, when you just accept that Dom is kind of a menace, it's like everything just becomes a little bit easier in life. I just laughed that Dom was like, I got trading cards now. I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see everyone get bent over backwards over the years. <laughs> <laughs> no, never, hockey fans. No, never. Why Don't be rational. Graph, why does your graph not match my graph? What the fuck? <laughs> my favorite tweet, one of my favorite tweets of all time. I'm pretty sure I brought this up on the show, and it's like, uh, hockey fans don't deserve anything because they can't even <laughs> because they'll overreact to a Travis Yo's food food take. That's like one of my all time favorite tweets. <laughs> Bro, this is the same sport that people think if they give up like a middling defensive for a fourth, one of the teams overpay for it. My <laughs> like, Jesus. It's the same sport where people are like, oh, we have this blockbuster deal, but I need that extra six-round pick just in case. That was like the trade last year that Chicago made with Florida. It's like, no, we got to get that seven. That's that's, that's what's being held up right now. They literally got a random six-round pick in the Seth Jones trade. Like, hey, come on! A fit. It wasn't a sixth or fifth or sixth. I can't remember. It wasn't. Did the Hawks yeah. get the sixth? They couldn't even get a fifth. They should have just given him an eighth-round pick. Might as well. Jeez. Then they'll draft the next Joe Pavelski or Pecorino. Pecorino or Dustin Bufflin. I think Dustin Bufflin went like the eighth round. He was a seventh. Oh yeah, he was past the seventh. And then he said, "I'm going Hunt." Yeah, because once upon a time before the lockout, there's like 
10, 11 rounds. So I'm like, I, I, back in like the 90s, there was like 14 rounds. Like Dominic Hashik was dra- drafted like in the 11th round or something. That's it's crazy. All right. Um, lastly, I want to wrap things up on the Olympic hockey. So uh, Japan went 3-0-1, and I believe they won their group, which is so freaking cool. And just a bigger middle finger to the person who wrote that column, that women's hockey doesn't belong in the Olympics because blah, 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 blah. Not enough uh, competition. So, yeah. and uh, I just want to make a quick note about that article. Can we all make a collective agreement that we just stop clicking on that shit? Yeah, no. Even giving the tweet clicks is what helps. Like, yeah, you quote, like, everyone, like, a thousand-something people quote-tweeted it with their disdain, as they should, but y'all are just giving them free publicity. Like, you are falling right into the stupid trap. Don't give that dumb media site views for the stupid takes. And that's why I did not miss, I did not uh, mention the author or the publication, so. Nope. Me too. Anyways, Smitty, did you make that, that, uh, did you make that $50 donation to Black (laughs) No, I gotta get paid on Friday, and then. Oh, okay. All good. All good. (laughs) Then I will, but. I just, I was like watching that second period for U.S. Canada. It was insane, and then all of a sudden, Murray Philippe Lang gets that penalty shot. I'm like, oh, I'm chalking up fifty. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I think the first period summarized it best. But like, the U.S. had like twelve minutes of possession, and then you know, oh, like Canada U.S. was dominating them that first period. Like the, I, it was the special teams that made the difference because I think the U.S. had like five or six power plays and they didn't get a single goal. Sounds familiar. Eh? Star power too. Though. I was gonna say this is like giving me twenty. 15 Blackhawks uh, flashbacks. Coin score for Schofield and, uh, you know, Hillary Knight they didn't do anything that last game. So hopefully they meet in the medal round. Need the Stars to show up for the U.S. Because the Stars showed up for Canada. And you were talking about uh, was it Sarah Fillier? Yeah. Yeah, she was really good. In that mm-hmm. game. And, the, and the goalie, Anne, Anne Renee De, De Bien, she had like 51 saves. Like she was definitely Insane. the best player in that game. And that that I forget who who the U.S. player was, but like that breakaway where it hit the post and then she like swat like put her glove behind her and like covered the puck. That was incredible. But yeah, she had like like the the shots were crazy and and like the the U.S. was the better team. I think I saw Mark Lazar's post. It's like I need a deserve to win a meter for that first period, <laughs> and it probably would have been way in the U.S. favor. But yeah, like once kind of the second period, it kind of started evening out, and then. Canada won, but uh, yeah, it was a good game. Like, I don't want to be like, haha, Canada, blah, blah, blah. I hate what, because I, I hate Canadians, like, especially when it comes to hockey, because they so annoying. I need to that. You, you, you probably know this. Like, you've seen it. Like, like it gets, it gets super personal. Like, it's just, it's okay, so you personal. lost, but <laughs> it, it, do, it really does. Holy shit. I remember when the U.S. won in 2018 and people were like, at least we don't have school shootings. I was like, guys, I know, that's, that's it's a I mean. fucking like, hockey take it game. To Relax. Another level. It's just a hockey game. Like, yeah, you lost, but Jesus. Jesus. Just wait till the Leafs lose in round two instead of round one. It's going to be pandemic. Holy you can shit. care a lot else than so you fucking idiot. It's so, so stupid. Like, it's that... Away. Yeah, Jimmy, you're right. Sorry. Oh, oh no, I'm just saying that. Yeah. Not to any detriment of your point. No, it's it's ridiculous, man. And I mean, so no, it's it's going to happen with the Leafs. No, I'm not talking about that at all. Just the entire, the entire situation, the shit that keeps happening. That being said, um, I don't want to see what Toronto's going to be like if they lose. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty. I, uh, I just, it's so funny to me. It's really just so funny to me. I don't know why. 
I think we're all winners for 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 being able to watch that game because that was a great game, though. Dude, that's the best of the best in the sport going at it. Mm-hmm. Like, can't not love it. That's that's as good of hockey as you're going to see at the Olympics, by far. Oh, um, shit, when did they play again, right? I think uh, they'd have to be in the middle round. They would have to be in the middle round. So hopefully one of us doesn't get upset by Japan. Because <laughs> you know what, if you're gonna get upset by someone, make it Japan. Honestly, don't get upset by like Russia. <laughs> yeah, let it be a new team at least. I'm pretty sure yeah. Canada is facing Sweden in the quarterfinals, and then the U.S. is playing Czech Republic. I'm pretty sure. Okay, those will be interesting games. Uh, sure. But for the men's side, I'm pretty sure it's sometime this week. I think Saturday, the Canada U.S. play where Jeremy Colton gets the coach against Drew Kamesa. <laughs> Bro, Jeremy Colton revenge tournament. Oh my god, I'm so excited. But I was told he was just such a shit coach that they're going to get relegated. <laughs> Dude, Canada should get relegated if they lose in this tournament. Oh. Relegate them to the, I don't even know, Alaska. We can't have two, we can't have two nice <laughs> things. Alaska. We can't have two nice things at once. We can't have Canada saw, like Canada in the World Cup and in the Olympics. It, it's, it has to be one or the other. <laughs> the strongest, the hardest choices require the strongest wills. <laughs> What yeah. Canada making the World Cup? What did it cost Canada getting relegated? Everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like you remember the Olympics. What does it mean to you? Everything. <laughs> that's that's Canada fans. Whenever a game is played, anytime Canada loses an exhibition game in hockey. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how satisfied I was, like, a couple of World Juniors ago when they dropped, like, I think this is the World Junior team Doc was on, and they had, like, 13 goals against, like, uh, was it Switzerland or something in the first game of the tournament, and they didn't even make the medal round. It's just, like... I don't think Doc was on that. I'm pretty sure the only time Doc was on the team was when uh, he oh, got yeah, injured. He no, he wasn't. You're right. I thought he was, but... I'm thinking of uh, Halinka. I'm thinking of Halinka for Doc, but... I still remember that World Junior team because, like, they were like, Canada's going to roll through this tournament, and then they didn't even make the medal round. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been 2019, I think, because I think they lost to Finland, that was if I year remember loss. correctly. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I don't know. Did, do you want to talk about anything else? I think we, we can end it off here. It's a pretty pretty brief podcast, but uh, um, maybe on think- Sunday. Maybe on Sunday we'll have more news. Our Bengals play on Sunday, by the way. Oh, yeah, yes, they do. We're doing that show early on Sunday, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. Wait, game starts. Is it midday this time? Am I crazy? No. It's midday in L.A. because it's West Coast, but it's going to be like yeah. the same time it always starts. So, like, I swear to God, I saw like 12. It must be like Bengals win, free game stuff. We I'm going to have a reaction podcast, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we always say, this is a Bengal-centric podcast. You said that since day one, right? Yes, sir. You want to talk about the definition of swagger? Watch Joe Burrow walk out in Paul Brown Stadium. To Watch Joe Burrow do literally anything. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Joe Cool. Yes, Joe Cool uh, All right. I think, I think that's a good... Uh, Thing the what wrap uh the I cannot talk a good place to wrap things up. You know what? I think I always think about that picture. Right, today's Wednesday. It's like, what a week, eh? And it's just like, Captain, it's only Wednesday. That's that's what it feels like right now. So, yeah. Now the Blackhawks are get their butts kicked tonight. Who cares? By the Edmonton more Oilers. Terrible hockey. You know what? 
Yeah. Either the Oilers are going to lose, or no, it's either the Blackhawks are to lose, or we're going to see uh, the Oilers lose, and that's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I was, I was literally like, if the Oilers lose tonight, then there's a legitimate reason to be worried about that team. <laughs> but Ain't that like, I'm sorry. There's no way they lose to a team with Josiah Slavin on their third line center. Like, oh, God. What are, I, don't I know they don't have depth, there. but they, they, got, they got enough depth. They got more depth than that. Cause yeah, cause Taves is out. That's right. Yeah, still. You know what? I wonder if Taves goes on LTIR. Like, if if it's that bad enough. Yeah, he's had concussions in the past, hasn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. I knew that hit was bad as soon as it happened, and they kept him out for the rest of the game because he's that's the type of player he is, and I hate it. But that's just that's just bad on the concussion spotters. Yeah, guys. Like you could clearly tell he was concussed in that Red Wing game, and he stayed on the ice for the rest of the game. Let's go. All right, whatever. Now we got to deal with him being out for probably a month. Whatever. All right, so yeah, it's a good thing to a good place to end things off, and uh, yeah, enjoy your Wednesday, y'all.